Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Nathan Fox, that's Ben Olson. We're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. We've got an email here from Maddie. Hi, Ben and Nathan. I hope you two had a wonderful holiday break. My name is Maddie and I am currently wrapping up undergrad. I just recently got interested in law, so I'm a bit late to the game, considering <laughs> the current cycle as applications opened back in September of 2023. <laughs> Can I interrupt? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ben's laughing because you're not late to any game. The game is always going to be there, and everybody decides at some point during the 365-day <laughs> year, every, mm -hmm. there's everybody's got a day where they start thinking about law school. And I don't care when it is. It could be while you're still in undergrad. It can be way after you're done with undergrad. Sometimes people decide 20 years later that they're going to go back and go to law school. So you just have to stop thinking about, I want to apply right now. Applications opened back in September, 2023. I want to rush. I can already tell you that you probably should just wait um, unless you've got real high numbers. And so maybe you should continue. I currently have a 4.17 LSAC cumulative GPA and a 174 official score on the LSAT. Damn. <laughs> okay. So then I read that and I go, Oh, wow. I mean, I still wouldn't apply this cycle. I would apply next cycle. But I agree. let's continue. Apply next cycle with these amazing numbers at the beginning of the cycle. Also, I mean, I want to hear more what Maddie has to say, but yeah. right now I'm thinking, hey, can you get a 176? Can you get a 178? Well, anyways. Yeah, can you get yourself to the median of Yale? Yeah. Can you get yourself to the median, to, you know, to the 75th percentile or to to above the median at all the schools that you're going to apply to. That would be ideal with your grades. You know, you can make yeah. your grades real happy here. If you get a couple more LSAT points, you are absolutely talking about Harvard, Stanford, Yale, masters of the universe type of shit. Yeah, Maddie, you're killing it. But with a little more effort, you could be killing it even more. Anyways, yep. she writes, I took the LSAT last year and was not planning on taking it again, but after watching your show, I decided to give it another shot. My friend told me that I should stick with my current LSAT score as it's already very strong and applying Boo. early is, is much more important than I, but I am not sure. I am set to take the January 2024 LSAT and do feel that I can score higher than the 174 I got last year. I think that applying to law school with a uh, 4.17 and a 174 would be more greater than, uh, greater than those two numbers combined. Sure. Sure. Would be more beneficial later in the application cycle rather than applying early with those current stats. I would love to know what you think. Okay. Well, Maddie, Ugh. just, just <laughs> look, you it's can so have easy. your cake and eat it too. Yep. Get the higher LSAT score and apply next cycle. So you can apply early. I know God forbid that's going to delay you. A few months, but you're going to be so, going to kill it. Just I mean, enjoy the benefits that come by waiting. Devil's advocate. Sure. Maddie has the GI bill and doesn't care at all about law school tuition. Or Maddie's grandma started a law firm and she's coming from a family of $100 million and Law school tuition is trivial to her. You're, she's still not guaranteed to get into the top five schools. No, she's so, not. But if yeah. she only applied to like Harvard, Stanford, Yale. Yeah. 
with these numbers, she's got a decent chance of getting in, even if she applies late. Ironically, applying in January isn't that late for schools like Yale. Mm-hmm. Right. It's late for the schools that are out there fishing for scholarship people. We we had what we had that email a couple of weeks ago from proud dad talking about how his daughter had already accumulated like five different full ride offers. Yeah. So I would think for 99% of the applicants who aren't coming with uncle Sam paying for it. And they're also not having, you know, grandma Ethel Esquire <laughs> paying for their law school for the 99% of people who are going to be funding this themselves or borrowing money to fund it. Maddie, it is critical that you wait and apply at the beginning of the next cycle, apply broadly, maybe get a couple more LSAT points, but apply at the part of the cycle where the schools are aggressively out there trying to give scholarships to people. You will have multiple full ride offers in hand by this time next year if you follow that advice. For the one percenters, maybe my advice kind of changes a little bit. But I agree with Ben's first bit of advice here, which is why not? Why not both? Why not get a couple more LSAT points, which you seem to be capable of? Don't just squeak into Yale, waltz into Yale with a 178. 100%. Well, and also, I guess you said, hey, my advice might change for the one percenters. Fair. What's the downside, though, to waiting? Oh, yeah. And there's absolutely no downside to waiting, except that young people always think there is, right? So people push back on us a lot because they're like, no, I have to get moving with my life. I mean, I want to have kids someday. So that means I need to get into law school now so that I can finish law school so that I can do my law firm associate three years so that then I can get pregnant so that I can have, you know, or, or whatever it is that my parents are on me about, I have to get this next phase of my life going or Oh my God, I I'm 22. My youth is fading. I I have to get started with my life. What else am I going to do with my life? Right. People say, I don't want to get a job. What am I going to do for a year? Yeah. You know, there's, everybody has a million different excuses. So I don't want to just completely, I don't want to completely just gloss over people's concerns that are legitimate for them. But from the perspective of an older person and from the perspective of someone who has seen 15 law school admission cycles come and go, from the perspective of someone who has seen literally thousands of students in your shoes, maybe not with your numbers, I don't think I've seen thousands of 4.17, 174s, but I have seen like dozens or hundreds of those, you know? Yeah. And I just know that like it's it goes by in a flash. It's just the next cycle is going to be here tomorrow. And I I get emails and text messages and stuff from people who are graduating from law school. Every time I looked on look on LinkedIn, I see somebody who it's like, oh, yeah, I remember them. They were in my class last month. And no, they weren't because this is a photo of them getting sworn into the bar. Yeah. And it's, oh, shit, that was actually three years ago. And it just went by like that. Well, along those lines, I guess I have to agree. And I think that if you said you want to recognize these real pressures that these people are yeah. feeling, right? And and I agree that they're real. They feel them. But I think that's that's what makes this move all the more 
awesome. It's the ultimate power move. It's like, I have this pressure, but I'm not going to act on it. And it's the, it's the very thing that's just going to empower you through the rest of your career. Like you have this pressure and you're like, nope, this is what I'm going to do. Especially since Maddie says here at the beginning, I just recently got interested in law. Oh yeah. Give that a year to ripen. Yes. Are you still Ooh, that's a, clinging that's for a, it? If you are. Yeah. That's a court thing, isn't it? Like this suit is not yet ripe. Yeah, well, is it ripe? Is that the word they use, or is it? I think um, they do. They they have other words that they use for it. Or, yeah. But no, that's that's one of them. And they'll say so. This will be like the Supreme Court considering. Well, do I want to take this case about transgender rights or whatever? Mm, yeah, and, like the issue hasn't ripe ripened in the underlying courts or in the appellate courts. They haven't or fleshed it out enough. Or in popular opinion, right? Yeah. Or they just want to wait until the next election is over and then do it because all this shit is inherently political, even though they pretend that it's not. But I think Maddie could show some wisdom beyond her years if she said, or if she took, which is going to be my advice here and your advice as well, I'm sure, is just Maddie, your your case for law school is not yet ripe. You've obviously been thinking about it for a while since you took the LSAT last year. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you have now decided that, oh, no, I'm going to take the LSAT. Or I, sorry, if you've decided now that I'm going to go to law school for sure, I'm committed to this. I'm, I'm sure. OK, good. Wrap up your undergrad with perfect grades. I mean, A pluses. Just get A pluses all across the board for your final semester, which, by the way, if you start trying to force in personal statements and app addenda and applications and all that shit, you might slip from an A plus to an A or an A to an A minus on one of those grades. That would be bad. Focus on your grades. Get a couple more LSAT points now or over the summer. I mean, you probably can just kind of treat it pretty casually. You're registered for January. Take it in January. Take it again in February if you're registered for that. Take it again in April. Take it again in June and or August. Apply in September of the following year and give yourself that. It's only, God, it's eight months. You give yourself eight months to sit with this decision of I really am going to go to law school. Yeah. You just decided you want to do this. You're 22 years old, 21, 20 years old, whatever you are. Why don't you just wait a little bit? Nothing but good things can happen if you do this. The only downside is maybe a little bit of discomfort where your, you know, your friends are rushing off into law school and you'll be one year behind them. Who gives a shit? Five years from now, you'll both be practicing attorneys. Nobody will even remember that you went to law school one year after they did. Yeah, especially if you go to a better law school and graduate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, they're at Hastings telling you you got to hurry. And instead, you're going to be across the bay at Berkeley one year later. Yeah. Or down the peninsula at Stanford one year later. Maybe they're at Berkeley and you'll be at Stanford. Yeah. And if you think there's not a difference... You're very wrong. So, okay, I'm I'm 100% here because there's just no downside to it. Just wait, apply in September of 2024, 
write us back and tell us how happy you are that you followed that advice. That's what's going to happen. Thanks, Maddie. But that will happen yeah. if you follow our advice. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Maddie. Um, email daily at lsidemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.